Hello, my name is Rochelle Innocent, and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically in order for our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to check that out once you're done watching this video. Also, for those of you who are on the go and unable to watch via YouTube, we are available on six different podcast platforms. So definitely be sure to take us while you're out and about. As is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you're aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another segment here at Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is mental wellness. Now, before getting into the content, I wanted to let you all know that all of our e-modules are live. We've converted all of our parent-child workshops into digital e-modules that allow you the opportunity to start and end at your convenience. So this includes our self-concept mini-module that works as a precursor to our autonomy, self-efficacy, and compassion e-modules. So definitely be sure to go to the website and check those out. They give you a great opportunity to bond with your child while cultivating skills that enable them to be perseverant, to develop resilience as well as grit as they navigate through this thing we call life. So we're very excited to be providing you with those skill sets and providing you access to those e-modules. It will also give you the opportunity to work in our collective digital continuous learning environment where you have the opportunity to see as different parents and children or caretakers and children are kind of navigating the different milestones, see how they answer the different questions and cultivate community with one another, which is super important and a huge value here at Project Purpose to build and reinforce community across the globe, you know, collectively, people from different walks of life who have three values in common, which is the desire to support, protect, and empower our children. So I want to start by giving you that announcement. Definitely be sure to check out our e-modules online. They're available for children between the ages of 4 to 8, 9 to 13, and 14 through 217. Now for today's topic, I wanted to talk about morning. And I'm talking about learning because today is July 1st. That will be the day that this video drops. And that is firmly Canada Day. But I am actually part of the Cancel Canada Day because of the recent news that has taken place that involves 
finding another, an additional 751 children in, in mass graves in, in Saskatchewan. And this is on top of the 215 children that were found in Kamloops, British Columbia. And I have been mourning. So I have been grieving these this news. This has been very upsetting for me just as a human being to hear about the ways that other human beings have been treated and to hear about, to hear some of the ugliness about the foundation of Canada. And I'm just dealing with my own grief around that. And I wanted to definitely talk about grief and talk about mourning, especially when we're talking about collective mourning, because I think that I covered grief last week and I didn't realize it would be a continuation to this week. But when, when people are mourning, like as I mentioned in my video on grief, which I'll link somewhere in this video, we are different when we are mourning. We're not the same individuals when we are mourning. And, and remember, mourning is a cycle of recovery. When people sort of activate mourning, they're going through a cycle of recovery. So that's on an individual level, but we have communities who are mourning, right? And then when there are communities who are, who are mourning, it's very important that we treat that collective mourning with respect, that we honor that mourning. And even if we ourselves are mourning, we need to recognize that our grief is nowhere near to the same magnitude of the grief for those who are directly impacted within that community. And mourning translates very differently, again, for every person. It's a very individual process, it's an individual journey, but that is happening and impacting sort of the collective at large and our community at large and, and all of the communities that are, you know, that make part of the Canadian fabric. So how do we respond to mourning when, when we have entire communities of individuals who are mourning? So I want to come on here quickly and provide my feedback and again in solidarity with the indigenous community. So my first point is that when people are in mourning it is really not the time to get political and to have political and social debates about the merit of that mourning or suffering. I think this is completely inappropriate and I don't think I think it diminishes and it devalues the pain and suffering that that people and peoples are experiencing. So I really hope that that is not what anyone is doing but if that is what someone is doing or feeling in to do to sort of respond to this period of collective mourning, then I strongly challenge you against it. I encourage you to instead reflect and to think about the depth of pain and also the validation um, and sort of the mixture of those emotions together because now you know it's, well, it's really hard for any reasonable person to try to discredit or to silence the voices of indigenous communities who have for years talked about the injustices and the suffering that they've experienced and now we have you know this this information firsthand and while some people you know it's uncomfortable to hear it's an uncomfortable truth it's very unsettling it's a very un ugly truth Truth. It's still not the appropriate response while people are mourning to try to get into social political debates as to whether or not their, their mourning is justified. It's just completely inappropriate to do so at this point in time. My second point, and I, I think I've mentioned this, if someone's mourning, if someone's grief makes you feel uncomfortable, that is not their problem. Your discomfort is for you to manage in the best way that you see fit to support your mental wellness moving forward. But your discomfort is not something that you should anticipate that other people cater to. So if I'm uncomfortable with a setting, it's for me to remove myself from that setting. It's not for me to tell someone, hey, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Um, be quiet, especially when we're talking about collective mourning. You know, if people are collective mourning and it makes you feel uncomfortable, it's bringing up 
emotions that you yourself don't want to deal with. I mean, no one's going to force you to deal with them, but better to deal with them than to try to project that discomfort on other people who are going through their cycle of mourning and grief. I hope we can all agree that it is unfair and completely inappropriate to project our discomfort and our malaise onto those who are grieving and who are already dealing with their own emotional wheelhouse of, of cycling emotions as they try to bring closure to an experience that, that has been ongoing for generations upon generations. So please, there is any time to own your discomfort and to figure out best strategies to help yourself manage that discomfort. Now is the time to really lean into that process and to challenge yourself to think about, well, how do I manage my discomfort in a way that helps my mental health and that supports my mental wellness without projecting that discomfort onto other people? And, and my last point about managing through collective grief and how to respond to collective mourning is to reflect. I mean, sometimes it creates a lot of knee-jerk reactions. We can feel a lot of different things when people are in mourning. And I think that everything that comes up is worth dissecting, is worth introspecting on and, and to just think and to bring yourself clarity and focus as to what this means for you personally moving forward. Because grief impacts all of us. All of us are touched by grief, even if we're a few degrees of separation away from it. And grief loss is a closure. It also is a new beginning. So it provides us all an opportunity to sit back, to reflect, and to dwell on how we are going to create a new normal now that this loss is, is collectively you know, identified and experienced. And how can we do better? How can we grow from this loss? How can we heal from this loss? How do we recover and rebound from this loss in a way where everyone can feel healthier and feel happier and feel like the loss was not in vain? And so I think that this is an opportunity for us, all of us to think and to reflect on that. I think all of us have a role to play in that and all of us can play the role that we feel best suits the skills and the abilities that we each individually have. But I think it would be a missed opportunity to not take a time of mourning, to not take the time to reflect and to think about what we can do, what part we can play in the new normal that comes once this has settled and once the closure starts to take place. So short videos this week on mental wellness, I mentioned I'm going through my own period of grieving, my own period of mourning, but I definitely want to jump on and provide some tidbits of advice to offer support for those who might feel as though they don't quite know how to navigate or not quite sure how to deal with some of the emotions that are coming up as a byproduct of what's happening in the Canadian landscape currently. So hopefully that was helpful to you if you have your own tips on how to help and manage through collective mourning. I mean, I, I, I would love to hear them, but I think always being very mindful, being very respectful and recognizing that, I recognize we all have a role to play in how we move forward. So thank you so much for listening. I definitely appreciate your time and attention and until next week.